And this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Zenium, a provider of invisible braces. You know, we've spoken a lot about the benefits of Zenium's braces over the traditional methods of teeth correction, but apparently they also cultivate a lot of good oral habits in people. Yeah, I mean, think about it, okay? If your teeth are straight, there's less gaps, which means there are less gaps for food to hang out after your meal. And also it reduces grinding. You know, if you know some friends who grind their teeth while they sleep, amongst other things they grind, uh, it also reduces that. And if you've got good teeth, you got aligned teeth, you're going to chew better, which is going to help you digest your food better as well. And apparently it prevents overcrowding of teeth, which can also cause dental diseases later in your life. And uh, last but not least, I think it's uh, very important for everyone. You know, it actually encourages you to brush and floss your teeth more often. Yeah, because I mean, if you have braces, you're going to have to brush your teeth. Uh, you're going to have to floss your teeth and it just builds that habit because you're already taking care of your teeth. And right now, the good folk from Zenium have a sale for September uh, you're going to get $100 off and the promo is valid till 19th September. So check them out at the link in the description. And now, on to the podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we dissect the hottest news and the chattiest topics with a touch of what, Terrence? Humor. Humor. Mm. This is the start of the week. We are yeah. mid-September. Um, how's it been for you so far? Okay, I mean, twelve to, hours of it. I think today will be a uh, is is one of those like. We can can I classify today's episode as it's not the hottest news lah, right? It's not the hottest yeah, correct, news. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, our our but preamble needed a little disclaimer, a little asterisk yeah. like It's not the hottest, yeah. Because I think I think you know Harish is very excited when he talks about anything in the world. I see about like potatoes, and he also can give you a. A very exciting, exciting ramble about it, lah. But, With a uh, chronology of how potatoes yeah. came about in, in like human several, civil- like, civilization. Yes, you will find twenty taps for you uh, <laughs> about potatoes. <laughs> but yeah, today is not one of those days that we are talking about hottest news, lah. Right? Yeah, which doesn't mean you should just skip on to the next episode. No, mm. okay. Mm. We will still make it entertaining. We'll still. Yeah. Make it informative. We'll still give you stuff to share with the people around you. Correct, correct. Cause, so cause don't some, worry. Some people did say, "Hey, how come we now do uh, an ask me anything episode for episode two hundred, like we promised before?" Uh, mm. And uh, yeah, we just felt like there hadn't been that much to update about our lives. Uh. So maybe an episode like today, where we talk a little bit about uh, something, something lifestyle related, maybe that can, you know, in a way that is like an AMA almost, like, Right. Uh, I guess so. Or maybe yeah. maybe there is really a lot. The last time we did an AMA was what episode one hundred and fifty, like that. I thought one hundred, no, one hundred fifty. No, I think I think it was one hundred and fifty. So oh, okay, so okay. maybe if, maybe from the outside people do have a lot of questions. It's just we don't have questions for each other, like, Because mm. we basically uh, joined at the I wouldn't say hip, but joined at some part of our body. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, before we <laughs> jump to all that, uh, well, all that. I'll just give the plug is that if this podcast has touched you in any way, please go over to uh go over to your next door neighbor or your your you know the colleague who's sitting like uh down the road from down the down the hall from you. Just go over there and nudge your 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 colleague not colleague, uh, call your colleague and just ask them to, you know, take a listen to the Yala Bat podcast. Cause this is uh this is a movement that's growing. And we're hoping to, you know, get more people on board. Mm-hmm. And please also check out our subreddit, our wonderful subreddit. The link is in the description where people are always commenting on every episode we do. Mm. Very thoughtful comments and some awesome memes. Yep, yep, yep. But cool, yes, man. our first exciting story of the day. Our first exciting story. So, uh, there was this article, uh, this mm-hmm. commentary posted uh, on the Channel News Asia website. Mm. Uh, under their big read category, which is just uh, the category where they have opinion pieces and editorials. La. So the title of the article is The Big Read, Affluent and Craving Space to Grow, More Single Millennials Leave the Nest for Greater Freedom. And it just mm. talks about how the number of single Singaporeans are moving out from their parents' home um, and how it could influence the the market of home ownership in Singapore. La. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, this sounds really exciting, but... Why it are we talking wonderful, about this? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so current. No, to be fair, to be why can we explain why we're talking about this? Uh? Yeah, why? Oh, why? You, why don't you explain? No, I think. Uh, Am I supposed to explain? 
No, I think a big part of it is because we, uh, Harish and I have both had experiences of living overseas, uh, you know, and then and, and living away from your parents, uh, right, for extended periods. And I think in mm-hmm. more recent years, uh, you know, the me, me in my midst of living the Singapore dream, uh, you know, like uh, having a family and, and moving out of your own family and everything, obviously. Uh, and mm-hmm. Harish also, you know, in, in the midst of all this, he's going through a lot of... Uh, these things that they're talking about in this big read. So we thought it'd be a good time to check in and and, and, and just uh yeah speak to speak to our audience as well about it. Because like, I'm sure these topics are not not far from your hearts as well. Or you single millennials who uh you know are looking to move out of your parents' homes. So mm. uh, yeah, I thought I, we, we thought it'd be quite a relevant thing to talk about, like, right? Mm. So maybe like uh to give some uh context is uh, I got the chance to study abroad 2005-2009 mm. uh, and Terence was 2003-2007. Yes, correct. Yeah, so so that's where that's where we met at, uh, at the University mm. of Pennsylvania. Yeah, but um, I also worked overseas for, for a couple of years until about 2009. Then I came back yeah. to Singapore, yeah. Yeah, which was the same year I came back because I had a bond, uh, which meant I couldn't stay abroad and work. I had to come back mm. and work for the company that um, uh, kind of helped help me study abroad. Uh, it was Singapore Airlines, mm. and so so. I mean, why why this thing is kind of relevant to me is that in two thousand and twelve, I actually moved out mm. with a few friends, and we rented a HDB. Um, and I was third twenty eight at the time, mm. and I don't remember many of my other friends in my social circle moving out at all. Mm. Um, and I think it was it helped that. Of the five of us who got the place, three were uh, from uh, two were from Malaysia, one from China. They were just they were all friends of ours, mm. um, and there was one other Singaporean friend with me, la. So when we decided to move out, I know that yeah, it wasn't something that was that popular back then. It didn't make economic sense, mm. and both our families, I think my family more than his, was like, "Why are you doing this?" Especially because I was living in the east, my workplace was in the east, and the place we were renting was. Somewhere in the central area of Singapore. Mm. Topayo, right? Topayo, um, yes, correct, yeah. correct. Topayo. And my workplace was at the airport. Yeah. And I lived in Tampines. Correct. So it didn't make sense. And my, my dad could not understand why the hell I was doing it. Mm. Neither could most of my family. Mm. Uh, but I would say that, that extends to the most of the things that I do. Mm. Um, but but yeah, so I got a chance to stay uh, in the HDB for uh, uh, almost a year. Uh, and then, unfortunately, my dad passed on in 2013. Mm. Uh, and my brother had already moved out with um, uh, to get his own place. So, I moved moved back in with my mom. Mm. So, I did have a taste of living on my own. And recently, I also got my own place. Uh, and now, I'm staying here like, over the past yeah. four months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. So, uh, I mean, for, for, for my context was, uh, yeah, after university, I... I uh, also uh, was working overseas, but I rented a place with a bunch of other uh, friends uh, from school who were also working in uh, New York at that time. And uh, yeah, mm. so after the, those couple of years of living uh, overseas and, and, you know, sort of independently without your parents and all, after that, I came back to Singapore where I moved back in with my parents and all. Uh, uh, then I think only only after I got married, then I moved out to my own place. Uh. So so mm. essentially, I had the yeah like I had the 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 full blast Singaporean experience. Uh. Yeah, yeah, the full blast experience of living overseas. Then after that, then coming back and then living with the parents again. And after that, yeah like the Singaporean experience of getting married and moving out uh. So so mm. uh, yeah, it was a uh, so I I feel like yeah like I've seen quite a few different variations of the you know where people choose to stay in their twenties and all that. And uh, yeah, I, I do distinctly remember when Harish. Told, told us or told me that he was moving out and all and I think I was generally quite supportive of the decision uh. was I not uh, you, you, it didn't factor in at all uh, in your decision making process right I don't think I think <laughs> I, yeah I don't think you were you were you had started your trend of shitting on me back then oh okay, okay. I'll, think, give you, I'll give yeah, you a really so, good life advice at that point uh, no no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> you were holding it in you were holding it in no, but I, so, I, I, I was the one who introduced you one of your eventual roommates also, oh yeah la, correct. correct that's true that's true that's true That's true. so uh, yeah that la, is true. I must have encouraged it la, right yeah Yeah, and she actually has appeared in our ministry of funny oh, videos yes. holy shit wow the world is a small place it's crazy <laughs> yeah the world yeah. is a small place 
Yeah. Mm. So so yeah, I yeah, but just a question. Because uh, um, uh, this is probably on everyone's minds and you were generally quite vague about it. But what percentage of your income was your rental or was the rent you were paying and all that? General percentage. Uh, yeah, so in 20, 2012, it was about 25% of my uh, income. So about one just quarter. So at, one quarter. Yeah, one income. quarter. Uh, okay, just, okay. just so happened at the start of January 2013, I got promoted. So then it became 12.5% uh, of my income. Ooh, wow. That was double. Yeah, that it was basically a, double. Yeah. Oh, Allah, yeah, that wow. was the me climbing up the corporate climbing ladder, up bro. the corporate ladder fast, <laughs> man. Fast. Fast. And then four months later, I jumped off into the world of YouTube. But yeah, so it went Brilliant. from 25% to to about 12.5%. And that does not take into account utilities and groceries and all that. So mm. so economically, it doesn't make sense. It didn't make sense that now then. Mm. And I think even now, if you're spending 15% of your income, there are many arguments about why that uh, doesn't make sense. Like, because you know you can put it in bonds, you can buy ETFs, yeah. you can download the Stash Away app or all those, one of those apps, the OctaFX app. And all that, and invest that lah. Hey, but just for but, people who maybe not so familiar with the real estate scene in Singapore, why does mm. why would it not make sense for for a young, uh, you know, sexually virile person to get his own space and <laughs> in, in, in a room and all that, and want to live with that well, with that mom or dad? Well, why the need to include the sexually virile part? Uh? Because obviously a big part of living with your parents is that you you can't do a lot of stuff you that can't you can't do <laughs> yeah, yourself, like, right? <laughs> so why do Singaporeans... So, so, I mean, a lot of young Singaporeans actually, they live with their parents until they get married, like, which is... If you tell anybody from like the US or other more developed... Uh, no, not more developed, sorry. Uh, westernized countries, like, right? They mm. it's, quite, it's quite a crazy thing like, to live with your parents for mm. that long. Like. Mm. Especially since we're getting married later as well, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your question was what? For people who don't know why this, uh, why living alone in Singapore seems like such a crazy thing to do, uh, can you mm. just give a brief overview why? La? I mean, for, for first of all, Singapore is not a country like the US where, you know, mm. you literally might have to move cities for mm. career opportunities. Yep. Anywhere you work in Singapore, you are technically accessible um, from anywhere else in Singapore like, on a day-to-day -day basis. Correct. Right? You might spend more time in public transport, you might spend more, but Singapore is so fucking small that mm. it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like. Mm. And if you're paying like 25% of your income going into rent, mm. uh, it, it feels like there are other more worthwhile expenses that you or, or investments that you can do. Like. You can mm. still hang out with the same friends. It's, it's not that you don't live with your friends, you can't see them. Not like, you know, in the US or a bigger country where they might be in a different state or something. Like. Mm -hmm. uh, and also didn't help that my workplace was at Changi Airport. I was living in Tampines and we moved to Topayo. So my mm. my dad, my parents were like, what? what What are you doing? Yeah, your commute just <laughs> you know? became just like ballooned from like uh, 15 yeah. minutes to like 45 minutes or something like right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, but but at, at back then, I guess it, um, it just, I can, I'm sure anyone can relate to this. Of course, Staying at home with your parents uh, does become easier if your space is bigger, right? Mm. Um, if you're living in an apartment and and if you have very differing opinions from your parents and all, mm. yeah, it might not be the most conducive to to for a lot of things, like mm. uh, like I, I had a good relationship with my parents. Thankfully, it wasn't one of those households where there was a lot of tension and all. I had a good relationship with them, but I just wanted to try living alone mm. uh, and and experience that because I got a taste of it while studying. Like, I was lucky enough to get a taste of it while I was studying. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. and and it was. I mean, overall, it like those friends I made are still some of, amongst my best friends now. We mm. had two house parties, both of which uh, the neighbors called the police on, <laughs> <laughs> which was a. Uh, I mean, it w they were great parties, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then, and and I think like now you're seeing. Uh, more of it, not just by, but when I when I talk to younger people or I see younger people on on Instagram posting mm. and living on their own, but also in terms of the number of statistics, uh, if you talk about single Singaporean residents under thirty five living alone or away from parents, mm. twenty fifteen was twenty three thousand seven hundred. Yeah. By twenty twenty, it was fifty one thousand three hundred. So more than so double. Yeah. More than double. I'm sure the pandemic uh, expedited that. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure the fact that. Yeah, maybe people living at home and having to do more stuff with their parents around just makes it harder. Yeah. I can imagine uh, people in relationships maybe waiting for their BTO, mm. deciding, okay, uh, yeah, like they they they, they want, still want to start living on their own mm. uh, in the meantime. Like. Yeah, 
I I also add one thing like in that the, um, I think in Singapore there isn't that much of a stigma attached. Uh, if you decide to stay with your parents until until you get married or what right? Um, mm-hmm. whereas I think in the US it's like basically after once you hit eighteen, once you graduate from high school, uh, some people even just voluntarily you know they just leave the house lah. They're not going, they're not necessarily going to college or anything like that. But it's just part of the you know it's just what people do lah. They leave the house. They leave their parents' yeah. home when they're eighteen. Uh. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not sure about other countries like Australia or what. But like you know, a lot of people take a gap year from what I hear in Australia after high school, mm. and then they go traveling and all these things. So again, they are no longer staying with their parents. Usually, they're not staying with their parents after that. Like, or they move to another place. Um, but yeah, in 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 Singapore and maybe it's a uh, Asian kind of thing as well. Uh, yeah, like it, it's 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 actually totally okay to be staying with your family uh you know until you're you're married and all that right because when you get married and all that's when you really you know need need space and you need your own uh place to call home and everything lah. but um yeah. but but other than that, there's, there's no social stigma so so a lot of people uh just just uh, continue with it like right they don't they don't really uh try to to switch things up too much but uh, like you yeah. said, like, I think the pandemic has probably changed a lot of people's minds about staying at, with their parents, all right? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, not just that. Uh, I mean, just to build uh, on what you said, I remember when I went to visit one of my uh, friends in Utah mm-hmm. and yeah, talking to his mom, the, the mom said, yeah, after college, this, his, her son is not coming back. You know, he, mm-hmm. he has to move out. Yeah. It's almost like it's something the parents look forward to. Okay, kids, yeah. the kid is on their own and... And the the home will always be there, but the kid is now meant to like spread his or own her own wings, mm. Um, but then also something that has added to to the whole um trend moving upwards is also there are there are those co living spaces now. You know, mm. yeah, um, yeah. you can it's easier to find a rental place, just a room. It's easier to find uh uh, uh something in a cool space if you have uh enough income, yeah. Um, and I think. There are certain industries in Singapore where even a fresh grad or someone working in the workforce for a couple of years can make a decent amount. Mm. Um, so I think I think that's where because like the the people profiled in the article, uh, one was uh, like a graphic designer, one was an architect, one was a digital marketer, one was a content creator. Mm. So I think and uh, aside from just renting in the short term, quite a few of them also expressed the fact that they don't they don't at this point see. Homing, uh, owning a home as as a goal of theirs, mm, Because yes, right. now, yeah, now with remote work, if you imagine, you don't necessarily need to be tied to a particular city either, la, mm, Right. Mm, mm. Um, and if you can work remotely, why not? You know, just just travel around and continue with the same work. And I think that is also something that is helping, um, change the mindset and the trends, la. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I I think the. Um, one thing, one one big difference, one in mindset lah. When I was renting versus, you know, staying on your own place is all that is that, uh, yeah lah. Like I I didn't invest a lot in 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 putting up the place, you know, beyond the basics lah, right? Because, uh, a lot of times I always ask myself, if I buy this today, if two years later I move out of this place or a year later I'm moving to another place, is it is it gonna be? Am I gonna have to move this shit with me lah? You know, so um. Mm. It also keeps you sort of like uh, you you don't invest in a lot of things you don't necessarily need lah. <laughs> Whereas mm. I guess now that I you know like like I'm living with my own family everything, uh, there's a lot of I think there's a lot more junk that I I probably buy thinking that one day my son might use it or something like that. But, but when in but, actual fact you are using it yeah, right? Or or it's collecting dust somewhere like I haven't used it yet lah. Mm. But yeah, yeah yeah so so I I I think less about those kind of things lah storage and all that. But then okay. So one thing that does strike me, right? Mm. I will totally admit that when I was renting uh, the place, mm. part of me, part of me felt that, okay, you know what? I don't mind this income coming in, uh, like going away right now because this is going to set me up for success in future. And mm. at some point, mm. I will be able to to afford a place of my own. Yeah. Um, and I think that is something that uh, I think people should, should guard against in the sense that it's, it's always easy to to think that okay, success is gonna uh, you as long as you work hard, success will come. Mm. But if you choose a a different route, or even if you choose a traditional path, you you never know. You know, like if the mm. fucking like pandemic, no one expected it. Mm. And Correct. and I think now looking back, I, d- I actually did have that sentiment, like which uh can be a bit naive, can be a little 
as, as uh, it, idealistic. What, what you're saying is that the sentiment of like, uh, no matter what happens, you know, I'm, I'm smart enough to to earn an income. And I don't have to worry about not having a roof over my head, even if the, sh- the shit hits the fan and everything, lah. Is that what yeah, you're I mean, yeah, yeah, that, 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 and also that if I wanted to buy a house in future, ten years down the road, you know, I'm, I'm capable enough to, to, uh, earn more than what I'm currently mm, like. Mm, mm. M- my money going to rent right now is not going to have a material impact on my wealth in future, la, Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is fucking idealistic and yeah. it's almost a bit, uh, arrogant, la. Yeah, yeah. And wait, when I was reading the article, I, I was just wondering. I know I, I might sound like the, the, the overbearing parent or the, mm. the uncle, but. Yeah, I think I think I, I I would like to talk more about to the people uh, who are also renting, deciding to rent now, uh, and understand the sentiments like, because I know my sentiments back then, and I don't know what the sentiments are of people who are choosing to move out now. Like, I still fully support it, mm. but I also th- hope that they are also kind of like uh, co- like thinking thinking about the future as well. Like. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I think like you mentioned all the the hidden costs like, right of 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 renting mm. a place. Uh, that means you also got to take care of all your, uh, uh, all your, everything else as well, right? Your groceries, your, your toilet paper, your, 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 your laundry and all these things. It's not just uh, a yeah. financial cost, but also, I guess, uh, time, right? Uh, whereas, yeah. I guess with your family, it's more of a, it's not that nobody needs to do it, but you all do it as a batch, right? So, so it's, it makes, it makes more sense to like, you do your laundry, you know, at least once a week, that kind of thing. But but when yeah. you're living alone, you got to plan a lot more. You got to plan your schedule. Whether you have time to go and do all these things, uh, for yourself also, lah, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. But I mean, I think I think that is also a valuable skill to learn to to be independent in the sense that just in in some way not taking for granted what your family ecosystem helps you do, lah. Mm. And I also found that by moving out, it increased improved the relationship with my parents. Yes. Um, that was something I noticed when I went to study abroad also. Like sometimes mm. when you're so close, you take each other for granted and Correct. then the conversations are just very superficial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. No, it's true. Like, what, it's true. I mean, that was what, the, that's what I felt when I first moved back as well. That, that, that mm. you know, it was, um, you know, when you were overseas and all, and you just call home occasionally. Uh, it feels yeah. like, wow, there's so much you want to catch up. But then when you're back in Singapore and you're sort of seeing each other every day already, you're like, after a long day at work or whatever, you're just like, ah, I don't want to talk really, like, you know. Even though you probably yeah, yeah, should yeah. be talking more, like, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and I mean, I think I think the the ecosystem is also changing in the sense that, you know, now we there's all this talk about the sharing economy, right? Mm. We already share cars, yeah. we share office space, now yeah. we are sharing living spaces. Mm. It's all trending towards like um an on demand living uh, uh, options becoming mm. a lot more accessible. La. Okay. Uh, and if you think about it, like recently, I just I just got my own place, and mm. the mortgage uh, term I have is 25, 30 years. Mm. And I remember the first after the first payment, I was like, okay, payment one of three hundred, two hundred and ninety nine <laughs> yeah. payments more, and that freaked the fuck out of me. But that's a that's <laughs> it's a, a real thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a reality. It's a big I'm contract. like, holy shit. Uh yeah. yeah, but hey, but still, we've been talking a lot about the you know financial aspects of this, the logistics and all that. But we we haven't mm. really touched on the social side of things, like, which I think is the fun part, like, Right. So, so I just mm. gonna just pop some questions about about your time when you lived with your friends in Topayo, because I, I think mm. my experience is 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 interesting. But that's I mean that's I mean you work overseas, you have to live alone, like, Right in Bopian. Well, yours really was mm. my choice. So I think I think there's certain things I also want to find out. Like, how much, like, you know, I did you walk in with, like, your expectations that like, it was going to be, like, friends like that? Like, you know, where every day someone pops in and out. <laughs> Occasionally, people sleep with each other, accidentally sleep with each other or see each other naked, that kind of thing. How much of that shit actually happened? Uh, I would say the... The relationships thing did happen. <laughs> oh, did happen. Ooh. <laughs> to, okay. to less than ideal uh, circumstance uh, consequences. Less than um, ideal. Oh, okay, okay. So, so okay, okay. Understand. Understand. So, that, that that stuff, that stuff did happen. Got it, got it. So, so um, yeah, la, those people don't talk anymore, la, I guess. Uh, yeah, okay. it did affect the dynamics the, of, the, okay. of the circle. Also, it didn't so it then, didn't get resolved like in Friends like that, la, where everybody just laughs it off. And, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> no. What a disappointment. <laughs> yeah, fucking friends. What the hell, man? <laughs> friends, you gave me the rules of life, but apparently those rules are okay. not true. Okay, so relationships but, um, happened, right? It happened. Yeah, it happened. Okay. No, but I will still say that, like, overall net, it was a fucking amazing experience. And no, I don't, want, to, just, I, I don't want the overall net. The, I don't want the overall net result. I want the, like, the details, you know, like, bit by bit, blow by blow kind of thing, lah. Mm. So, so relationships, you said relationships, ah. okay, they yeah. happen. How about like all the random hookups? The random hookups happen. Random uh, drunken hookups between roommates. No, 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 okay, no. Okay, okay. Yeah, no. No, all like, but I mean the, wild, it was still Wild fun. crazy parties with, with. We had two lah, we had two, two lah. Yeah. But it's not like the crazy frat parties that you see in the okay, US or okay. anything lah. Um, okay. It was just house parties, but how often did house parties happen in Singapore last time? Yeah, and I'm super true. proud of the fact that we, we had two house parties and they were both epic. Like. I know, I know. I had to loan you a, a Xbox for one of your parties, I think. I remember. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember Something getting like it that. for what? Uh? For the Kinect. So you could so you could get people to oh, dance. Oh yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> While you were living with your parents, yeah, yeah. I was partying the night away, man. <laughs> I was sneaking away my Xbox to you. Uh, how about the, yeah, how about like the, the well, how about the late nights when, you know, you hear one of your roommates crying or whatever shit then you had, then you, everyone comes together and has to console the person, you know. Does that happen? Uh, that one, I mean, th- we had, like me and my roommates, we had some tensions at the start uh, oh. negotiating the, the split of rental and all. Okay. So much so that we even, we even put the password for our Wi-Fi to be compromised to always remind us to that be, compromise to be, to is be, necessary. Oh, the password was compromised. Yeah, the password oh. was compromised. <laughs> it's, wow, that's funny. <laughs> so so as in y'all yeah, you didn't like like talk till sunrise or anything like that like, none of that shit huh? actually no like if we had friends come over or something because mm. then our place became like a a, a meet up point for our common friends like, and then got we it, would sit it. down and just just hang out got uh, it, till it. late um, and that, that was awesome like. okay. uh, of course cleaning deciding who cleans what was always a tricky point mm. uh, we didn't have a roster or anything yep, yep, yep. but I would say it was still it was still nice because back then, early in our careers, we were all like working our asses off. Mm. But just by coming home, right, you get to meet your friends. Yeah, it's fun. It's you know? Fun. Yeah. And, yeah. And like, uh, I think if you have conservative parents, if you're like getting up early or sleeping late, mm. they will worry about you if you are close by. Like. So mm. not having to to deal with that was also was also good. But I will totally admit that it was, it was a... a, a I'm thankful that I was in in a career that allowed me mm. to do that, la. So was there I any mean, of I, the the like you know scandalous kind of things where you had to cover up for a roommate who was cheating on his girlfriend or some shit like that? Thank God, no, man. No, thank okay, God, no. Okay, okay. Yeah, thank <laughs> God. Well, that one, I wouldn't be able to deal with that. I wouldn't yeah, be able yeah. to deal with that. So, so yeah. So yeah. I guess generally you would say how many, how much percent of it met the expectation of it being like friends or like some drama sitcom or something like that. Mm, I would say like 70-80%. It, it, it actually turned out better than I thought because at oh, first yeah. I was thinking that there was inevitably going to be arguments and all mm-hmm. that but after the first few hums at the start it was fucking great after that. Mm, okay, okay. That's good. That's it good. was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, you, but, what, you, what you have here, my friends, is a positive uh, co-living experience, uh, right? Don't let the yeah, naysayers yeah. tell you otherwise. Uh. Yeah, but but I mean like then of course like it, it, if let's say if we were... You know, if if you were if you're doing your own thing, be, that was before I started MOF mm, with you. You know, full time. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and and like anyone starting anything full time, there will always be volatility with with regards to your income mm. and all that like. So that's where I think like uh, it it, it was okay for me when I was working full time and mm. a steady income. Mm. If you're starting your own thing, then you need to weigh the pros and cons like. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But, yeah, uh, but 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 so, I will also say that socially it was great and and mm. I, I forgot to mention that there was one web series mm. where we created and produced one of our first web series that was inspired by uh, my frustrations when I was still living at home mm-hmm. and how it was affecting my dating life la. Yeah yeah yeah. This was after yeah. you moved back la, right? After you moved back. Oh yeah, after I moved back. After, yeah, I moved after back. basically after <laughs> Harish moved back, there were a lot of frustrations with his dating life because of the living arrangements at home la, right? Yeah, I mean, it was just just a bit not the most conducive to yeah. to uh yeah like yeah. 
relationships lah. So in the end, yeah. we I remember talking, complaining with Terence one afternoon, yeah. and then the next few days when we got a chance to pitch a concept to a client, yeah. uh, we ended up pitching this story about these two guys who uh can't do anything uh hanky panky at home. So they they kind of sell like they employ a guy to become like a stripper with using cleaning products yeah. to entice the moms of households so that their sons can uh like get some sexy time with their girlfriends like it's called antiquilus yeah <laughs> it oh sounds like God, yeah it sounds like a porno uh, like the, <laughs> yeah, the, the like... porno storyline that when you describe it as yeah such. yeah exactly exactly but but like I'm I'm just curious like how many of our listeners uh fall within the demographic of people who are considering moving out on their own or renting mm. or or have already done that and it would be mm. awesome to hear your thought process behind it like because the world right now is super different yeah uh, I think people's awareness of of their own mental health emotional health and career choice of career is also a lot more at the forefront of people's people's uh thought yeah. process like. How do you think how do you think the the pandemic has shaped how people make their decision though? I think like they basically for them the like for for anyone right who mm. has had to work from home yeah. uh, your living situation and how conducive it is to work has become super important mm, mm, that's right that's right you can't, it's not something right. you can just compartmentalize and, and yeah, stay exactly. away from during the day yeah. yeah yeah but but do you do you regret not getting the chance to live as a bachelor on your in your own place in singapore uh me yeah yeah i would say yes sir yes sir because um i think i probably could have done so um at one point when i was back in singapore and everything um mm. and I, yeah i probably should have la you know but uh I think there's just so many changes at that. like like what you're saying like you know like uh I was I joined the startup and stuff like that as well so so stuff wasn't as as, as uh what do you call it as stable as I, as it would have been if I was working for a corporate and all that like you know so um mm-hmm. it, it, there was a period where there was a lot of heavy drinking and partying and after parties but I always went to my friend's place like and he he was a big staunch believer in in having your own place. Cause, cause it, actually the whole thing was part of his, his his spiel uh, you know to to try and score with, score with uh, the opposite sex and all that, like having your mm. own place, uh you know and having only Fiji water in your fridge, and then having mm. you know having like a scented candles by the bed and stuff like that. It's like the whole <laughs> thing was set up. It was like this beautiful trap that was set up really like, you know, and, and, and yeah. so yeah the 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 having your own place really was the entry point for that lor, you know. So mm. so so um I saw I, I I caught a glimpse of what what uh how interesting life could have been if I had done that lah. So uh, do I regret it? I mean, no lah. I don't. I I I think uh can't say regret lah because it was but it was really just probably that time and place that I should have just tried out even just for a few months or something like that lah. You know. Mm mm yeah yeah. But you got hitched. Uh. You got hitched. Yeah yeah yeah. Subsequently, I mean, I got hitched and have a kid now and everything but but that, that brings you a different kind of joy la. you know but the kind mm-hmm. of joy that you're looking for in your late 20s and early 30s you, you know the kind of joy you're looking for la. it's different la. what kind of joy what huh? kind of joy what kind of joy <laughs> the like I say uh, friends and that la. like your your life is an episode of friends oh. you know you walk into, friends, you walk into yeah. a cafe all your friends are there and then you all sit down and then they tell you about the crazy party they went to last night that kind of thing yeah. yeah, the yeah, good yeah. old days. Yeah, now ten thirty at night, I fucking sleepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you tell me Ronaldo not playing tonight, <laughs> yes. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm not watching any football. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> okay, done. Yeah, wake up, go for my walk. All you know, need my coffee. Exactly. I wave yeah. to the wave to the families walking at seven a.m. Yeah, in the that's morning. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Cool, man. But but yeah, if, if if you guys have any thoughts, please please share them on the subreddit thread for this episode. Yeah. Uh, the link to our subreddit is in the show notes. Yeah. And uh, you know, since we yeah, we're talking about someone's life who's very drama and everything. Seems like this person who we're gonna talk about, his life has become very drama in the last mm. one, two weeks. Uh. Who's this guy? Mm. Uh a certain Mr. So Ryong. Yes. Who is Singapore's most uh accomplished long distance runner. Uh. Mm, mm, that's right. Yeah. And and he's in the news because recently he he became the first Singaporean to on record run uh, a 2.4 kilometer under seven minutes. Mm, mm. 
Correct. And since then, since then, um, so I mean, essentially, yeah, he he ran, he made, he 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 created like an event out of it. He mm. recorded it, and then he had one post that kind of um, as a as a tongue in cheek statement said that you know, and some people say there are some army friends who can run uh, even while being a smoker. And then apparently there were a lot of people from the army, from the commandos who who didn't take well to that. Like, and then mm. they started um, bad-mouthing him and, and allegedly, challenging him. Allegedly. Allegedly. Right. Allegedly. allegedly yeah. By, yeah, by his own account. Yeah. And then he challenged uh, all Singaporeans to clock a sub-7 timing. Uh, yeah. And if anyone succeeds, he would give them $700 mm. and 700 bottles of Pokari sweat. Yeah. And then... Over time, that kind of like snowballed into this bigger challenge where Joseph Schooling uh, jumped on and offered a Hugo Boss suit to anyone who can beat him in the 200-meter butterfly with a 10-second head start. And then some chicken rice owner offered 700 plates of chicken rice if the yeah. person can run under seven minutes. Yeah. And it just snowballed from there. Yeah. Yeah. Just a but, disclaimer, but, just a disclaimer, everyone. We know yeah. 100% that all this is a, a sponsored challenges by... By So Ryong or, or or what's his name? Uh? Joseph Schooling's sponsors. Uh. And we are not in any way, we are not in any way sponsored or, or, or being asked to say anything good about these challenges or what. Uh. Mm. It's just that yeah, they yeah. have, you know, they, they sort of like taken on a life on, of their own and, and supposedly there's some drama between So Ryong and the commando. So we thought, okay, maybe we can talk about this. It's not that we're trying to amplify this because of some marketing campaign or anything. La. Yeah, we're not going to do 700 episodes uh, if somebody can run under seven minutes. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, yeah, but, just, okay, just so, thinking about it, yeah. is uh, yeah. the sub-seven minute uh, mark for 2.4, uh, is that really like something that you know, is nearly impossible to do? I mean... Like my basis would be, I know the fastest runner in my secondary school mm. and army who were both like, um, I think national cross country champion at some point or a thousand five hundred meter champion. Their best was like seven forty, seven thirty lah. So I think mm. the seven minute mark is is pretty damn legit lah. Yeah, yeah, correct. It is. Uh, I mean, I, I've yeah. I've been so far removed from that that world already that anything anything that is is a single digit sounds to me like a world class athlete already lah. If you manage mm. to complete two point four in a single digit timing, uh, that that mm. to me is world class already. I've been so far removed from that for so long already. Uh, mm. cause you know you go RT and everything like sixteen minutes is your goal, uh. If you can if you can pass the sixteen minutes, you can you can do so, it faster than sixteen minutes. You're damn good already, uh, Yeah. So so what made you so keen to talk about this? Uh? No, I uh, just the whole. The whole thing is just quite strange, lah. You know, like, I don't, I don't know whether. Okay, we know for a fact that Pokari Sweat is So Ryong sponsor, lah, right? So, so I, I get the seven hundred dollars. I get the Pokari Sweat thing. I get the challenge, uh, everyone to be healthy thing. Uh, but I just found it very strange. How come suddenly So Ryong would suddenly drag in commandos, and then supposedly a lot of commandos got angry about this thing, you know? Um, mm. yeah. So I, I, I'm not even sure if there's really. Are they really? Do you think there's really a big group of commandos who are very angry with him right now? Like, do you think that there's there's like real? He's just doing it to stir up some drama. Um, I mean, I have when I go through the post because he's been posting a lot about it. Mm. Um, and I can I can see some people in the comment comments also kind of echoing that sentiment uh, that you yeah. know, uh, there was someone I think someone even shared a screenshot of, uh, this guy who apparently ran. Uh, 653 or something that was recorded by Swift, yeah. which is a athletics association in Singapore, if I'm not wrong, yeah. um, back in a, f- a few years ago. Yeah. So I think there are people who are trying to push back against his claim. Mm-hmm. I don't know how salty, I don't know how bitter uh, in the DMs and all, but but yeah, I, I, based on those few, I assume there are people. Yeah, because... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's just very easy to... to, to to either, to I mean, to to disprove his claim that you know no one else can do it. I mean, basically, he's saying that is there's probably no one else that can do sub sub seven lah, right? So Ryong, mm-hmm. and that's why all these sponsors are jumping on board. And and yeah, I mean, it's very easy. Or you just record yourself doing it, lor, You know, I mean, I don't understand the big hoo ha and the fight between commandos. I mean, I used to be from guards, uh, and guards yeah. also had a higher standard for IPPT gold and everything like that. I think. I think the standard was nine fifteen or something like that, you know. 
So, but I, yeah, so sub seven minutes still sounds like a, a f- <laughs> you got to be fucking fast to get there, la, you know? Uh, so mm. I don't even think there's there's any guards people that can really do that. So I'm not even like, I'm, not, I'm like, huh, is this even worth discussing? But then supposedly there are commandos who can do that. And then apparently they're making a lot of noise about it to so wrong that he has to keep coming out and saying something about it and, and keep saying that he's not trying to, to build the commandos or something. Uh. Mm. Yeah, just, so, I, so I, I mean, found it weird, uh, the whole thing. But what, like, what is weird to you that... Uh, that command, like the thought that there are army personnel challenging or wanting to challenge or so you wrong so Ruyong's uh no, oh yeah I just, I just find it funny that maybe Pokari Sweat thought this would be a fun challenge to do but now apparently it's become into this this uh strange discussion about pro athletes versus commandos which is like pointless mm. it's a pointless it's a pointless discussion right it's two different complete completely different fields right and, and mm. I think there are some people who post like there's nothing they have nothing to do with each other la. a pro athlete just is just trying to do one thing very well and then and, and, you know keep his body uh, you know in top condition things like, but commando actually has a mission and, and it's a part of a large organization blah blah all that la, right uh, mm-hmm. it, it's I mean, it's just apples and oranges it's not even it's not even worth discussing but apparently like people are discussing it and uh, yeah and then the funny thing is all these sponsors that have jumped on board are uh, like you know the the first, I think the first one I jumped on was like okay chicken rice said they'll give seven hundred chicken rice packets to the winner. Then I'm thinking yeah if you're the fucking let's say you do it and then you're given seven hundred packs of chicken rice how fuck well, how many are you gonna eat you are gonna eat like two <laughs> you are gonna give like you give to your friends lah yeah, give five to your friends <laughs> after that you gonna deliver to six hundred ninety five packets to to who you also need to give away to somebody right. <laughs> <laughs> so you might as well just give to charity. What for? What for? You give one person seven hundred chicken rice. That makes zero sense. Yeah. La. So, so the person who gets the seven hundred chicken rice, he can choose who to deliver it to or whatnot, right? Yeah, but but then that, but you still have to go and clear the. I mean, you have to get the sub seven minute first. What if you don't get the sub seven minute? <laughs> then you are promised seven hundred chicken chicken rice to some old folks home. And then after that, you are fucked because you got no more chicken rice for them. Then how? You don't you don't promise it before you run the race, lah. I don't know. Nah, then okay, you finish the race, then they deliver they drop the seven hundred chicken rice in front of you, then you're fucked because you got the you got no then you haven't set up a delivery thing on it. So to me it was just like, huh? Why would you donate seven hundred chicken rice to one fella? You know, or give to one fella. Like you say you give to charity, no, but, that makes sense, uh, but not to one fella. Yeah, uh. but this one is just a marketing it's just a marketing thing like, that know, the know, brands yeah. are jumping on board. Know, that's yeah. why I'm saying a lot of this the the that's why I say also so young. I think you know, mm. it started with Pokariswa and So Ryong, but it just has become this very strange thing that this doesn't make sense. Then after that, okay, then let's go to the next one. Next one two times 90 minute massage <laughs> from Uncle Lim. <laughs> Un- at least put his full name or something. La. Uncle Lim is like, I go peace center and you go to walk into some 24 hour massage, ask for Uncle Lim. He says he's a sports monsieur for Singapore Slingers Pro Basketball team. Okay, that can probably be checked, but give him a name. La. At least we can Google and see, oh, is he good? <laughs> if not, you just walk anywhere and say, yeah, Uncle, give me 90 minute massage. You know, that doesn't make sense. La. Okay, then uh-huh. a Sunto $500 watch, fine. $700 F&B voucher. You know, for mobile seven and then circles dot life. You know, seven hundred gigs. I don't know seven hundred gigabytes or what lah. They haven't never say also. Uh, and mm. then oh yeah, there's some Under Armour products from a uh, Under Armour ambassador, Kirsten Kirsten mm. Ong. Um, mm. and then free meal of seven hundred grams of curry meat and, and, and then, so after feeding you all these hundreds of dollars of food, right? And then mm. and then after that, expecting you to squeeze into <laughs> tight Under Armour gear. Then they give you one year supply of toilet paper in case in case you get a stomach ache. This is from White SG. <laughs> so it's just the whole thing. It's just like what the hell is this shit? This is like, this is like, uh, uh, if if someone who who has like bipolar disorder or something like that decides that to you know to go out and eat seven hundred chicken rice and go and buy Under Armour, then after that needs to go toilet or something. Uh. I don't think I've ever seen you so worked up about any issue we've talked about we, in the past, man. Yeah, because it's just damn strange. It's just the whole thing is just like yeah. Then or then after okay, just to round it off lah. There's a there's a sponsorship from Set Clothing worth seven hundred dollars. And it's Set Clothing mm. la, You know they don't explain what what I maybe I'm out of touch la, But it just sounds sad lah. You know, and then seven mm. months of membership gym membership to tap out fitness. Yeah, yeah, which you will need if you eat seven hundred packs of chicken rice lah. You know. You need seven yeah, months so, to, you know. So it, no, it doesn't make sense. It's it, like it's like expecting your behavior to just go from one extreme to another. Yeah. But 
you if if you, any like if you win a like a what you call it one of those hampers at yeah. your company D and D last time yeah. you you're not you're not gonna have to finish everything what it's up to you to decide what that's why I find True. it I find it even funnier that you are so worked up about this because <laughs> to yeah. me it's just the brands who are always looking for publicity the fact that now you know of set clothing yeah. uh, okay chicken rice Uncle Lim yeah. means that their marketing efforts <laughs> have worked lah. Yeah, Uncle like, Lim. Do you know an Uncle Lim before this or not? <laughs> no, I didn't. Do you know? Now you know. I know lah. Now la, you know there's a Uncle sports masseur. That's what Uncle Lim downstairs <laughs> always want to offer to massage the small girls and small boys, you know. Yeah, then you, walk past Yeah, la. then you can tell, oh, oh, Uncle, you work for Singapore Slingers, no wonder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. But, 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 I mean, I don't know lah. It's just, it's just, uh, yeah, so you, you said that, I think the analogy you said is like you get a hamper, right? But at least the yeah. hamper is like is wrapped up nicely in one package, lah. You know. Yeah, this so one feels, also maybe they will wrap up. Yeah, this maybe the seven hundred like, chicken rice. Yeah. No, the seven hundred chicken rice. Maybe the okay chicken rice might say okay, like uh, we give you this this redemption card, lah. Over uh, the next three okay, years, okay. you yeah. can have seven hundred uh, okay, packets okay. of chicken rice. Then they should state like that, lah. The way they say seven hundred packs of chicken rice, I'm just Cut like, what the logistics <laughs> of how are we gonna put it in my car boot or anything or so, you know? And then after that, you make sure it doesn't <laughs> spoil before you deliver it to people. It's just, it's just well, more this is when you become too much of a dad. Uh. This, you, you're thinking about logistics. You're thinking about the admin side of things. I mean, <laughs> the, hey, <laughs> no, the truth is you run 2.4 to people run so fast. You're, you you got to be like pretty up to date with like nutrition and all these things, like, right? Yeah, like one. Okay, then you don't yeah. have need to have the chicken rice. Uh. I'm sure every uh, what, uh, pre- premier athlete in Singapore has friends who like chicken rice. Yeah. So to me, like this, this main thing... This main thing is like I find it actually quite uh entertaining because I think this so Ryong he's he's quite a controversial character but I think bit, he yeah. understands social media like because even in his post talking about how the price has ballooned uh he did talk about how it sets a good case study for viral and effective marketing campaigns in the future and then he talks about how he's keen to work with any brand or business owner looking to promote their campaign like. yeah. um and he even offered his consultancy services yeah, yeah so yeah. he's a He's 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 smart in using social media like and and he's not without his own fair share of controversy in the past like. Yeah. This, so, yeah. so so I think I think in this case like I can imagine the brands all being fucking happy. Mm. And I don't think they give a shit about who the hell can compete under seven. Yeah. Um I think the one thing that stands out more for me is that uh yeah, if it it seems very, very, very unlikely that there is someone who can complete um, uh, 2.4 under 7 minutes la. so yeah. these brands are basically promising something that they are likely not having to ever give out la. yeah so why don't we promise and, and that something is what I find also, right? then then you become your own worst enemy <laughs> right? no we promise we promise like yeah, la, we, we, we can talk to the person if he actually if he actually clears this 7 minute hurdle and then gets all these prizes I want to see him we with all these prizes we talked to him for 7 minutes yeah we talked to him for 7 minutes exactly <laughs> I want to see him with all these prizes next to him, like the 700 chicken rice and then Uncle Lim giving him a massage on the spot, you know, and then and, and wearing wearing his one year supply of toilet paper. Oh, no, not wearing, I mean, just having his one one year supply of toilet paper. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I objectively do feel that this was a was a good marketing campaign. Mm. As in, uh, for, for, for So Ryong, I'm sure Pokari Sweat is, is fucking happy now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, so, and so I think, I think people, I, uh, to your point as well, I think people are saying that this is uh, better than the Joseph Schooling one because the Joseph Schooling one has no, uh, there's no event around it, right? So how do you really like record and prove that you can swim as fast as him? You just challenge him and then you turn up at his house or something like that, right? Uh, whereas this Soryo yeah. one, there is a real event, I think, or timing to meet, right? There's a real event. Yeah, right? the yeah, exactly. The the Joseph schooling one feels a bit like uh yeah like we we all know he's sponsored by Hugo Boss mm. and like a ten second head start doesn't sound like a lot, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So so that's where uh yeah it's it's just I guess it's 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 almost similar to how you know with the Nathan Hatono uh, Milo thing your yeah. favorite marketing campaign of the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels yeah. yeah so, that, that one feels reforced. It feels reforced. I have to say. Yeah, that one, that one, that one was forced. Um, yeah. but this one, I mean, I found it entertaining, and like I actually like reading So Ru Yong's post because, um, yeah, I mean, he he's a he's got an interesting voice la, Like, mm, and he also mm. had some the other controversies in in the past also are quite interesting. Mm. Um, if you if you aren't aware, the context of that is that uh in the twenty 
20 at the sea games in 2017 mm. uh i think 2017 one of the sea games one of his teammates was apparently like uh, i mean was given multiple sportsmanship awards because he didn't miss a turning that 12 other runners uh, missed so he actually slowed down to wait for them to catch up because he didn't feel like capitalizing uh, when they all made mistakes like and in the end he finished eighth but his story was was broadcast all around the the world and he got international sportsmanship awards like and then mm. so Ruyong came out and said that wasn't true la. Mm, and it resulted right, right, in yeah. a defamation suit being filed and all that yeah, so yeah, yeah. so that was that was uh, weird um but but to his to so Ruyong's credit he he holds five records uh in Singapore mm. uh which is the um, the 5000 meter 10000 meter half marathon and marathon and he's the only Singaporean to win Singaporean marathoner to win back to back sea games titles mm. so i think as a as a character as a personality yeah it's just interesting to to watch yeah 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 oh and and i actually i, I stand corrected la. the chicken rice one i think if you're just reading a bit more about it they say you can eat or donate the chicken rice within a one year period la. Ah. So so okay la, there's there's just about two chicken rice a day la. It's still possible. Ah. If you really yeah, love see, chicken rice that much, you can do it, yeah. Yeah, see, see, I think that's an important <laughs> thing to note. That Terrence Terrence walk back on an error. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it's just I mean, if you are running if you are in such condition to run two point four under seven minutes, I think you better stay off the chicken rice. Huh? Then you're you know, that's how you maintain that speed, lah. Basically, mm, mm, mm. right? Yeah, but I mean, like, the, it's it's a insane pace, lah. It is, uh, it, it is, is an insane. For pace, I think yeah. for most regular people, it will feel like sprinting, lah, right? For six rounds. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, man. But, but that was a, uh, interesting, interesting case study to watch. Uh. Yeah. Again, we're not sponsored. Yeah, we're not sponsored, and we're not. There's nothing. There's no benefit, direct, direct benefit to us, lah. Talking about this. Yeah. 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 Yep. So so I mean, shall we move on yes. to the one short comment of the week? Yes, not of the and, week, of the what last is, few days. Oh, of the last few days, and yeah. and what are you? Uh, well, what's your one short comment? Yeah, I'm gonna pull it up, man. Eh? Um, mm, mm, mm. My one short comment is the. Mm. Um, oh wait, sorry. You, you go ahead first. You go ahead first. I'm still still finding mine. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, I think it was on. Yeah, it was on the podcast episode two zero four. Um, Ho Ching questions MOH decision and fake FMB reviews, which was our last podcast. Uh, Lestench, uh, user Lestench L E S T E N C H mm. posted that uh, he or she loves that Harish flips out at Terence for any shade thrown during the podcast, and is even more so amplified when they have guests on the show, especially on that chuckle part. This episode, pure mm. chemistry. Like mm. a bickering couple, the girlfriend gives a death stare to the boyfriend when he says wrong things about his girlfriend to other people, mm. and yeah, that is true. Uh, I think, but but I mean, there was also a previous comment I think way back saying that they hope that our friendship off uh, the mic ma- is maintained because it feels like there's no way uh, what we're doing is sustainable. Uh. But but I I actually love it when people point out the the dynamic between Terence and I because to a certain extent it is. Like the true real life dynamic, mm. it's just that maybe it's a it's a bit more apparent on the podcast, lah. Yeah, maybe because you don't see the, yeah, lah, the 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 physical interactions or anything like that. That's why it feels very yeah. very very terrible and all these. But but but, uh, but I think part of it is also just like 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 we grew up in an era where where you know, uh, insults and everything were just kind of like okay, lah. You trust, you sort of take it as it is, lah. I I think, lah. I think. Excuse my Chinese mm. privilege. I put my Chinese privilege. Yeah, that's out there. Yeah, you know yeah, how many yeah. times you made me cry, my <laughs> cry myself to sleep or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. But uh, but I mean, I think that is just that is just the by virtue of us working a lot together and and thankfully, yeah, not wanting to punch each other in the face. Like we have had differences in the past, mm. but so far so good, like, So far so far all good. So, so I, I like it when people yeah. when people appreciate the 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 chemistry, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, mm. but yeah so my one shot thing I uh, one shot comment was uh, I don't know it's uh, from a name a, a username that is deleted I don't know whether they deleted the account or anything like that but uh, mm-hmm. this was on the Paralympic topic they, they just said thanks for covering the topic I realized I've been looking at it from a 
commercial point of view and I should be looking at it from a government point of view. So I'm now convinced and switched camps to support equal reward for both Paralympians and Olympians. Uh. So, um, mm. I mean, this is fantastic. You know, if, if listening to our podcast has made you think deeper about it and and, and now have you 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 feel okay to just say hey no now I think actually that it makes more sense that way lah. because mm. I think um you know in Singapore we are incentivized to not ask so many questions about things like right and assume that yeah. whatever decision is made is the best decision has been thought through by the best bureaucrats and and technocrats out there already but but not necessarily so lah, right um, so, mm. so yeah, especially this Paralympics thing, you know, uh, even after we spoke about it and all, uh, yeah, even myself, well, even as I read more about it and read what, what was going on in other countries, you know, I, I felt more strongly that, yeah, it should be, we should be trying to set an example for how we treat the 15% of, 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 you know, uh, our population who have some form of disability, like, right? Um, mm, mm, mm. as opposed to, as opposed to say that, oh, this is something we just leave up to the commercial commercial interest like right because it's never yeah. it's never in in the you know it's never the commercial interest sometimes will just have blind spots like, like you will never build a uh if you didn't have to pay for building a slope or a ramp in your building for uh, someone in a wheelchair right uh, as a mm. building owner you would never do it like, because the majority of people don't don't need to use it what but but it's yeah. it's i mean I, th- I really think the hallmark of a society is one that really you know, thinks about the 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 you know the slowest person in the group lah, and how to ca- mm, get mm-hmm. the person to catch up with everyone else lah, as opposed to just only yeah. worry about forging forward and not never looking behind her. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, yeah, yeah, like I I also found I'm mean, I'm happy we chose that topic for a podcast, even though initially it was like, wow, this this feels like a lot to unwrap Because so far I've been getting good some good feedback from my friends who listened as well. Oh really? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just just the the fact that uh, I mean, we basically talked through our own understanding as well, mm. and I think that that was helpful. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. So thanks, uh, deleted. I don't have your username. Thanks, but, deleted yeah, comment. Yeah. <laughs> deleted username. I don't know about the comment. But we can still link to that comment, like we can, can, can still link can, to the yeah, comment. It's right? still there. It's still there. Yeah, it's there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, cool. So all right, right now, now what is the one shock thing? Yes. What like is? I go first. Up to you, I, I I can also. Okay, you go first. Uh. My one shock thing was this past weekend, uh, 9-11. Uh, two very big sporting uh, events happened. La, you know, uh, one okay. was something that we we spoken about a lot already, la, which is which is uh, Ronaldo, you know, coming back to Manchester United. And I think uh, there's a there's a very nice article that Neil Humphreys wrote about about Ronaldo's uh. Ronaldo coming home to Menu. That wasn't just about mm. you know it wasn't just about Ronaldo coming home to Menu. It wasn't just about Menu fans, but it's for everyone lah basically. Um, mm. So so I, I think it was a very nice moment. But the other one was was uh, Emma Raducanu. You know the British teenager sensation, um, the the female tennis player who who got into the U.S. Open as qualifier, meaning that she had to play through like qualifying extra qualifying matches mm. just to get through. She went all the way and won the championship, la. So I, I yeah. think everyone noticed her at Wimbledon because she she went deeper into the Wimbledon than, than anyone expected as a British teenager. But now she has fulfilled her destiny as the next generation of uh, women's tennis, la. As the next, as, mm. as the face of the next generation of women's tennis. Because uh, yeah, la, You know, we we're still Serena Williams is still trying to, you know, she she she's still trying to. To, to, to win championships and everything but her body is starting to fail her la. so you we always mm. wonder like, who's the who's the next generation and especially women's tennis there seems to be a lot more uh musical chess so to speak about who this next generation who this next face is but I think we've we, like this 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 current US open and yeah has has shown two very bright futures um uh, in, in the women's tennis la. So and, the, and she didn't drop a set the whole tournament, right? Yeah, yeah. And she played. And she was an outsider. She was. She was un. What What was the term they use? An unranked. Qualifier. Like she wasn't seeded. She was a uh, qualifier. qualifier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred fiftieth. She's ranked hundred fiftieth or something. And uh, you know, this is yeah. a tournament where Naomi Osaka came and 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 you know lost and and she you know she she basically said she might be taking a long break from tennis. So yeah, yeah. at one point Naomi Osaka was seen as like the the next big thing and. and but we might not see her for a while, unfortunately. 
So it, it was them, them sweet also. Like I think the original plane ticket she bought to go back to the UK, uh, yeah. was even before the tournament ended, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, and and then obviously the just just as part of exercising my Chinese privilege, she's half Chinese also, lah. Half Romanian, half Chinese. Yeah. So she actually speaks Chinese, and she put out a message in Chinese to all her Chinese supporters. So you know she's gonna be. Pretty big in China also, lah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. She's got a <laughs> yeah, bright a future with Rolex watches, uh, ahead of yeah, her. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I just want to point out these these things happened on nine eleven, which is a usually a day that we're all very like you know very solemn and, and just just looking back on, on shit that happened like twenty years ago. But uh, mm. yeah, it, it was just quite a quite quite a nice thing that the, these these two very beautiful moments happened as well, lah, on the same day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, I mean, my my one stroke thing is actually the first thing that you mentioned, uh, but I'm gonna elaborate oh. a bit more about oh. it. Uh. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right, everybody. Yeah. Like, fair weather. Why? Fair weather. Why? Menu Why? friends. Why? All let's hey, all gather God around like the fire. <laughs> no, I will say, I will say that that my my fandom has decreased over the years, mm. but and now I feel recharged again, like. But mm. I was a huge ass fan, uh, when Ronaldo was at Menu, like, and I literally mm. remember. Those, that six year period as being fucking magical and mm. on Saturday was I, I joined a few friends to watch and I mean it was just it, it was just ex- fucking magical like mm. uh, he scored two goals I mean he scored the goal that gave them the lead uh, I think well into the stoppage time of the first half and then Newcastle equalized and he scored the second goal and there was just something about the whole story, like it, it, like it was, it was a fairy tale. Mm. Like uh, I think before the game, everyone knew that there's a chance that Ronaldo might score. But even me, I was like, okay, that'll be too good, like that, that'll be. Mm. It's it's not gonna happen. This first game, you know, he's gonna get used to it. Yeah. It's it's gonna be somewhat of a disappointment. But okay, the future is bright, like. Then he scored that one goal. Then he scored the second goal. Holy shit! No, man. the and second goal was like, like like kind of. I mean, because Newcastle equalized, right, and that shocked everybody, yeah. right? So the yeah, second goal really was, was like getting momentum. Yeah, the second yeah, one was, was getting momentum. You really felt like that, 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 that. Oh shit! Is it gonna be one of those things where, yeah, like he scored, but then overall the team loses or even just draws, like right? Yeah, yeah. and and like like after that, I I I like Menu started playing better. The last two goals were fucking great goals as well. But when Ronaldo scored and the way he smiled, it was almost like. It felt because he has he has done something which very few other players do is be like very prolific for one club and when he moved on right people there was no animosity you know mm. like that somehow I don't know about how he did it when he went to Real Madrid you look at people like Gareth Bale you look at people like I think Steve McManaman last time also when when they went to Real Madrid there's a like okay like, of course you would go you know you go to this club with all the stars of course you go but when Ronaldo went it was almost like okay he had achieved everything he could at Menu in 2008 2009 he left mm. and he was always loved la. so when he scored those two goals the way he looked at the crowd it was just fucking amazing and mm. like Sir Alex Ferguson was in the audience David Beckham was in the audience mm. uh, Ryan Giggs was in the audience Gary Neville and like from from reading a lot of the uh, Premier League uh, ex superstars were all in the stadium as well, just mm. wanting to catch a glimpse of of Ronaldo la. and yeah. wow, it would like and it helped that it was a full stadium. You know, if this happened last year, the fanfare wouldn't be there. It'd be a different yeah. feel. So it just felt magical, right. and I just hope it continues la. I mean, I had to explain to my wife. I said, you know, it's a very very big deal at this thing, and she asked why. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he's just is just coming back to play. I mean. He he has played for for the team before, so you know, it's like uh it's like you just come back. But I just realized I, I just thought about Man U in two thousand nine and Man U in two thousand twenty one are two very different teams, like, right? Uh in terms yeah. of prestige, in terms of what they've won in recent years and in terms of where the competition is and everything. So yeah. it's a very big deal for someone who's like, you know, in twilight of his career, but it's still still very, very, very like high performing and at his peak and everything. To choose to come back to his his old club, which is not at the best, not at his at, at, at its yeah. at its peak, lah, right? And and yeah. then come back and say that I still want to win stuff together with the club, and then you know I'm 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 here to to do a mission. So yeah, it is, it, and yeah, that I have to admit, even as a as a non non menu fan and everything, it was like uh, I really I like, just said, yeah. I put everything aside. I just said I'm gonna sit here and just watch the match and nothing else, you know, and concentrate yeah. on the match and just be in the moment. And uh, yeah, he really provided that kind of moment that only sports can provide, right? That that, that magical story. Yeah, it was story. amazing. Yeah, yeah, and 
like what you said, you know, like I think um, if you look at any player from the past or present who is up there in the discussion of greatest of all time, right? Yeah. Pele, Maradona, um, uh, yeah, like so I can't like even the older Ronaldo. Uh, when they are in their early 30s to mid 30s you can see them kind of okay taking a step down yeah, you know yeah. uh, and kind of starting the the retirement process whereas Ronaldo just came back to what is I mean uh, widely accepted as the most competitive league in the world to mm. a to a club that hasn't won any silverware for the past six years yeah it's it's just any Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo hater right, I'm sure they would also have to just fucking salute this guy because yeah. yeah. I mean at the end of the day like, Messi moved to to PSG because he didn't really have a Which choice. A, Firstly, he didn't have a choice. Yeah. Secondly, it's like yeah. PSG is really loaded with like stars and everything, like, right? And the French league also, it's, it's not definitely as not as competitive. Yeah, like. yeah correct. It's very one-sided. Yeah, Ronaldo like. come back to fucking the Premier League and score two goals. And the second goal, like it's fucking clinical, man. And the yeah. first goal also was really a poacher's goal. Like. So yeah, yeah. I'm just so psyched, man. No, I shared, so psyched. I shared on my Facebook, there's one photo of Ronaldo in 2009 or something like showing some tricks to a very young player wearing a Man U jersey. Who, Jesse Lingard. Jesse Lingard, yeah. And then now yeah, just, yeah. Like, he's watching as Jesse Lingard scores a goal in the same match as him and everything. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. And Jesse man. Lingard posted that also. He oh, yeah, said yeah, like, yeah, yeah. don't never give up on your dreams. Like, it's yeah. it's crazy, man. Yeah. Like it's such such a nice story and yeah. whew, I can't wait, man. I, I would say, I say this, this ranks like up there with like... Uh, like, you know, the LeBron James uh, leading the Cavs, coming back to the mm. Cavaliers and winning a championship with them. Uh, then mm. that, that kind of ranks up there. Like. Even just this one just one game just ranks ranks up there with that, 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 that memory or so. Like. Yeah, it was fucking great, man. Yeah. Great. And if anyone did not watch it, just go watch the highlights of the game. There are many videos that break it down. There are many yeah. commentators who have, who have spoken about it. It's just magical. Yeah. Magical. Cool. Cool. All right. Cool, cool. All right. Thanks so much for listening, guys. All right. Talk to y'all soon. Back to life.